We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Howdy, CMOS girlies. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the pod. You know, last week I mentioned that the seasonal depression hasn't really hit me. I'm here to report that it truly has. Um, The sun setting at 4 p.m. is disgusting, and I can't believe that it is only November and we have a lot of winter left. How are you doing over there, Emma? It's a Sunday night. I'm doing good. Yes, we have another victim of seasonal depression and daylight savings. It's going to be a long one. At least it hasn't gotten too cold, but the the digits are starting to descend into cooler temps and i was not prepared for that today when i was like biking the bridge but thank god i have my over the head headphones i like consider that the equivalent of wearing a hat because like it does retain so much heat and like keeps my ears warm which is like all i kind of care about yeah but i am good i had a high school friend who stayed in who was in the city this weekend and so i hosted her and i have like never really hosted anyone in my apartment in the past and like anyone who like does live in new york is always like I don't really want to host anyone because it's like my apartment is the size of like a peanut and there's like nowhere to sleep or like hang out. And like my brother has stayed in my apartment before, but like that's so low stakes that I've never gone to town with cleaning. Um, I will admit I hate cleaning and I am like not the best person when it comes to upkeeping my apartment. I'm like, it's just me. I don't have anyone to impress. Like there's just like weird stains and marks everywhere. And like stuff isn't probably like truly that clean. Cause again, I'm like, it's just me. But I like to say that like the reason I probably have a really strong immune system is because like my utensils are never like truly spotless (laughs) and clean. Like I barely actually am like washing that shit under hot water. It's like cold water with like a little bit of liquid soap. Anyway, I'm probably exposing myself too much here. No, Uh, but yeah, when I was cleaning- When I was cleaning this weekend, I was like, fuck, like, I don't have any of the proper cleaning supplies. I, like, don't know, like, how to make things, like, look spotless clean. And I wish that, like, I would just routinely clean my apartment so I would never get to the point where it just feels like such an overwhelming task. So maybe I'll start cleaning my apartment more. It's just that I'm never home. And 
when I am home, the last thing I want to do is just, just like clean. get on my hands and knees and scrub. Yeah, no retweet girl. I, my sister was here. So my family was here last week for the marathon. Obviously they did not stay in my apartment, five people because it's uh 500 square feet that would not have boded well, but my sister is extremely clean. And so I think a lot of my inner child work has been allowing myself to be a little bit messy because I felt like growing up as a kid, everything had to be perfect. Like it's that reoccurring joke when you'd have like family over to your house and your mom's like, go clean your bedroom. And I'm like, literally no one will be in the fucking bedroom. Like I always was just anxiety mode. And so I've taken off some of those chains and about being pristine. But like Emma said, I can't get myself to clean because it seems too overwhelming. And my sister was like, oh, you don't just like clean your apartment every single Sunday. And I'm like, every Sunday? Like every Sunday. That's like crazy to me. No way. Um, But speaking of being disgusting, I both shattered a glass jar that had like my athletic greens in it. And I also shattered, um, what was the other thing I did this morning? I don't know. It was two spills before 7 a.m. So that was a good starting point for me. Um, But yeah, no, I relate to not being clean. My second point about the seasonal depression is to get your walks in. Now, in the winter, if you are depressed as I am, it's really important to stay active. And that's probably the last thing you want to do, especially when it's cold outside. But you have to get a designated designated outfit to wear on night walks where you look like a hag. Okay. I have one where it's just like layer some sweatshirts, some Brandy Melville sweats, like Emma said in the last pod, a trench coat, and go on your sad little walk. Because I've started to realize like moving the body does truly help. You know, when you're outside at night, do you want to listen to the sad music? Go for it. Do you want to cry a little bit? Go for it. Um, it's just like a lifestyle habit that I'm like trying to go on these night walks just to keep my mind entertained, to not spiral, especially on a Sunday night. Um, so let me know if you guys start doing that. Um, because I think it's, it's good for the mental health right now. Yeah. The night walks in the winter are not motivating at all. And I have noticed myself like not feeling motivated to do that. And so I really have to like talk myself into it. Um, But like you said, you do feel so much better. And I think it's even more important, especially in the winter when the sun sets so early and it just like feels like nighttime forever. And then what I just end up doing is if I don't go on a walk, I just like am in my bed at like 637 once I'm done eating dinner. And then I'm just like laying in bed until nine o'clock. And I'm like, Emma, this is like not productive or good for you. Then I am so bad at falling asleep because it's like I had already been like laying there for two and a half hours. I have to break Um, up my little my little laying down in bed. I have to break it up. Otherwise, like you said, I can't fall asleep. So that's typically my night routine when I'm not podcasting is like go on a walk like an hour or two before bed and then get back stretching bathtub something like that otherwise yeah I will not fall asleep um my last point is that Suen will bring you back to life so for people who don't know Suen is it's kind of a meme and it had like a big moment a few years ago but I feel like it's like kind of gone under covers it's this little macrobiotic restaurant in the East Village, and it's literally like they have a macro bowl where it's just steamed, steamed kale, steamed carrots, tempeh, like a, the bean of the day, and then like miso tahini sauce. Like it's actually like very sad, but they have a vegetable curry dish that's surprisingly good and like very flavorful. And you know, since I had a friend over this weekend, it was just like a lot of like eating different things that I wouldn't typically eat. Like everything was like delicious, and I'm happy that I got to experience it. And like just eating at weird times, my body was like starting to feel a little crazy, and like not having vegetables, my stomach was like my stomach and like my digestive system was like, girl, we need some fiber in our lives. Um, and so I got suing and I feel like a new human. So anyone who's like, feels like they need a little restart, or if you've like gone on vacation, or if you're just like, I need like a shit ton of vegetables in my stomach, go to suing, get the vegetable, the vegetable curry, steamed vegetables on the side, salmon, miso tahini, 
Um, I like never really eat out, but it is kind of nice here and there just to treat yourself to that because cooking all your goddamn meals does get exhausting after a while. Um, so yeah, just shout out Suwin for saving me. Yeah, the fav- my favorite part of the Suwin macro plate is they just give you one piece of broccoli that's about the size of your hand, and that's kind of what you get on your plate. Um, I just think it's iconic that a restaurant can get away with just such, such, such nonsense over there in the East Village. Um, I've got a few questions like on my own Instagram and just kind of generally about like what how long you're supposed to take off running after a marathon. Um, so I thought I would talk about that in the intro as I've made my return to movement. Um, I truly anticipated a week off of running. There's no hard and fast rule about how much you have to take off. Um, it truly is like, do you feel physically recovered? Your immunity is really suppressed after you do something like running a marathon. And so the day after and the days after you run a marathon, nutrition, specifically eating fruits and vegetables and fiber rich foods is really important because probably leading up to race day, you were not eating a lot of fiber. You were just trying to eat like simple foods. If not, that's a tip. Eat a lot of simple carbs, simple foods before the race, after the race, boost up the fiber immunity and stuff like that. Um, so I just sort of listened to my body. I had no interest in running for like five days and then I've just been mentally very unwell if I'll be frank. And so the other day I was like, I just need to go on a little three mile run. Um, but I don't plan on actually getting back into like running, running for a while. Like I'm going to go on jogs and runs here and there, but I have a spring marathon that I'm probably going to run. I'm probably not going to be able to announce it for a while, which race I'm doing. Um, but if you followed me for a while, you'll probably be interested in what that spring race is. I'm very excited to do it. But as I mentioned, I think last week, probably I am excited to have this period of returning to go to workout classes. I've had my soul cycle phase back in 2018, 2019. I've done like 300 classes, had my solid core phase, like a hundred classes of that. Um, and so I'm back on class pass, like looking through all of the new workout classes because New York city, you can imagine there's just a shit ton of new stuff all the time. Um, which I'm going to talk about in one of like the actual episode topics of like, what, what is wellness like in New York city and what's, what are the pros and cons, but I am so excited. I went to solid core today and I'm just excited to kind of be mindless and like listen to an instructor and kind of have that camaraderie. Like I had a lot of friends that I've met through different workout classes and communities. Um, so I'm going to go to Barry's going to go to soul cycle, going to go to solid core, Um, but I truly forgot that, um, instructors play music during class. And if you don't like their music, the class is kind of not fun. Um, just because as I've been marathon training, I've been so on my own. I forget that that's a variable variable for me, but, um, yeah, workout classes. If you have any other ones I should try, let me know in the the comments below and I'll be happy to experiment. Yeah. You're doing the big grand world tour of all the workout classes. I know. I'm like, I don't know what's like the hot new thing. It was solid core. I kind of feel like Tracy Anderson is like big right now, but as if we would ever do that. Well, one of my good friends goes and I've told her multiple times I need to go and like get really high and go to Tracy. Otherwise I would not be able to take it seriously. But knowing myself, um, I like proving to myself that I can do stuff. Cause like as stuck up and fucking annoying soul cycle is, I'm like, Oh, this is so fun to like be competitive and like do this whole thing. So Unfortunately, I could see myself getting into Tracy Anderson, ironically, but every class is like 50 fucking dollars. So I think that's an expensive habit that I don't really want to get into. But I think the class that everyone's into right now is core power yoga. I've been seeing that all over TikTok recently, and it's been a thing for a long time. But I think people are just, 
you know, on the low impact train, as they say, um, there's a other one that's called Army, which is a bunch of Soul Cycle former employees that started it, and it's been around for a few years. I just haven't gotten around to it, so we'll see. We'll see what I do. Um, if you want to run and you live in New York City, you can come to my run club this weekend. Otherwise, the running chapter for me will be a little bit more reserved, um, and especially since it's winter, I'm just gonna be a little bitch and not run outside for um a while, unless I really want to. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear this podcast and then I'll post that I ran 20 miles randomly or something. Mm-hmm. But the chances of that sound negative to me. Um, but I guess we should get into the meat of the episode. We're gonna talk about some must-haves we have for fall and winter, blood sugar, you know, health and wellness in New York City. Um, I think you girlies will love this one. Also, we got a few DMs before I forget um, about a gift guide episode. Uh, we've done this pretty much every single year. So let us know if you're interested in it. By no means do I want to push consumerism onto people like you have to buy these things. But I think people were asking like, okay, realistically, Kate and Emma, you guys have tried a lot of health and wellness like products, foods, beverages, etc. Like, what do you think is worth it? Um, so let us know if you're interested in the gift guide. And we are happy to produce that for y'all. Yes, we love a guide and happy to give you all some recommendations and suggestions because this was a year of like really experimenting and trying a lot of new brands and things. Yeah, I feel like we got a lot of weird, weird new brands um, on our radar, so mm-hmm. it'd be good. But um, I will call you back and then let's get into it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, CMOS girlies, we are now getting into the meat and potatoes or the tofu and potatoes for the vegan girlies out there. Um, We are going to talk about our favorite topic, one that always gets mentioned in most podcasts these days, which is like insulin and blood sugar spikes. So the general question was like tips to reduce blood sugar spikes. But I think before we get into that, I think it's important just to talk about why you should even care, because if you're just like doing something, not really understanding like the reason behind it, then it's kind of like, what's the point? Um, so I'm sure a lot of the CMOS girlies know what like blood sugar spikes are or like regulating your blood glucose. It's kind of like a trendy thing right now. And there's so many new wearables and gadgets that can monitor your insulin levels. And there's like the levels thing that we had. And we like interviewed like the founder a few months ago about their product. But the reason like why you should care about insulin and blood sugar spikes is that like insulin is a hormone that our pancreas creates and it's involved in like blood sugar regulation but it also impacts like fat and protein metabolism. So there are a lot of necessary needs for insulin and carbs, high glycemic index foods. So like donuts, cakes, ice cream, candies, stuff of that nature, um, or even just general sugar, raise the blood sugar levels in our body. And basically what happens once these blood sugar levels do increase is that insulin is then released into the bloodstream. And their main purpose is to really alert the cells and tell them to like, Hey, use the sugar and just like usher it into the cells so that they can utilize it as energy versus just letting the sugar sit in your blood, because that can just like lead to a whole, a whole slew of health complications down the road. But the issue is that like these constant elevated levels of blood sugar can result in these cells being pretty lazy to respond to insulin. So if you're like eating a very like carb rich diet and you're like eating a lot of like pastries and sweets and muffins, anything of that nature, if you're eating that and then there's a constant dip and then you're eating the, you know, that carb rich food again, then you're just going to have another spike. And so basically your body just ends up pumping out more and more insulin to overcompensate for the fact that like your body isn't responding to like the normal amount of insulin that your body was originally responding to. And so this is what ends up being known as insulin resistance. So it's like high insulin and high blood sugar. And the reason that like this is like a very important thing to care about or think about is just because it can result in like type two diabetes, but can also worsen like other conditions such as like PCOS and even like heart conditions. Um, I think this is like something that when you're younger, you can kind of get away with a little bit more just because your body is like much more efficient at using any type of energy. But what's also good is that like, if you are someone who's like very healthy and you are eating like maybe a sugary dessert on an empty stomach, like you're probably very metabolically flexible that your body's going to be able to quickly utilize that as energy and just like kind of snap back into homeostasis versus someone else who's like constantly, you know, on this wave of like peaks and valleys. Um, and you know, insulin resistance is reversible and preventable, which I think is like very empowering. So if you're someone who like does have it, like you totally can reverse it. It just takes a lot of lifestyle interventions and just changing up different habits. And so ways to reduce blood sugar spikes. I think this is like very helpful, you know, going into the holiday season, even though you should totally allow yourself to eat whatever you want and like not have any guilt or shame with that. Um, there is someone on Instagram called the glucose goddess that is always posting different graphs about like how different food pairings spike or don't spike your blood sugar. Um, I sometimes find her content to be like a little annoying, but overall, like she does have like great resources and like it's making those resources free for the most part. 
Um, so one thing that you can do is have vinegar before a meal. There's been a lot of studies that have shown that like having like a shot of vinegar, whether that's like apple cider vinegar can actually reduce your blood sugar spike or just pairing vinegar with your food. So like putting vinegar on your like salad, if you're like going to be eating some potatoes as well with that meal, um, just limiting your consumption of like high glycemic index foods, which I think comes as no surprise and sugar. And like, if you are going to eat these, like eat these out as a dessert and not on like an empty stomach or like first thing in the morning. I'm um, just getting up and moving after a meal. It's really only like 10 minutes. And that's why they always talk about in different health podcasts, like, you know, just going to like on a little walk after a meal. And it can even just be like cleaning your kitchen or, you know, putting the laundry away, like any type of movement that's like having your body really utilize the energy that you just um, consumed. And then adding a fat or protein to your carbs. It's kind of this idea of like dressing up your carbs just because fat and protein together will um, help your body slow down its absorption of the carbs and it, it will basically make the blood sugar not spike as quickly. And then also just having any source of fiber in your meals. Again, we all love our veggies and fruits over here. Those are really like the main ones. I think these are things that like people are already doing. I don't really do the vinegar one. And this is like, honestly, a part of my health that I don't think about too much just because I know I'm for the most part pretty healthy and I do a lot of these things just naturally. But if you're someone who's like kind of new to the whole health and wellness thing, or if you have been like listening about this and you're like, oh shit, like this is not something that like I'm really taking into consideration when it like comes to like meal planning or, you know, the structure of your meals, I suppose. Um, these are like really easy things. I think that you can quickly incorporate that really take not much time and can actually have pretty significant impacts on your overall health. Yeah. And kind of getting back to the intro, I think the the topic of not being a clean girl, one thing that I've started to do the past few weeks or so is this 10 minutes after I eat a meal is like the trying to go on a walk and move. If you don't have access to like completely leaving wherever you are, like let's say you're at work or something like that, or let's say you're working from home, one thing I will try to do to like recenter myself to get back to like the fact that I'm going to go like write emails or get on a call after I eat lunch is like try to clean up my apartment during that time. So trying to do something where I'm active to try to like stay loose and use the energy that I suppose that I have in that time. So if you're a hag like Emma and I who needs to clean, maybe that is your new um, post-meal movement pattern that you get into um but the next question from the girlies was our fall and winter must-haves i can start with some of mine we can just go back and forth um this one should come as no shock to any of y'all but epsom salt was going to be my first one um i just get whatever they have at cvs at walgreens i went on quite the cvs expedition yesterday to get these like snoopy plush dolls and i was in four different cvs's but that's a whole other thing but the reasons it's good for you is because any sort of like hot exposure before bed will help you wind down. Epsom salt is just magnesium sulfate. And so it's a way to topically take in magnesium. Good for sore muscles, indigestion, just winding yourself down before bed. And then another thing I like to do in the winter is like whenever I think about it or can afford it is like try to go to like a sauna. Um, the gym that I normally go to in New York, Crunch Fitness, like a few of their locations have saunas. And so like, let's say I go lift for an hour or something, I'll try to sit in the sauna a little bit after. Um, it's just really good to do uh, to have that like contrast between like probably being cold and having your body sort of like creating body heat all throughout the winter and then having it go into a sauna where it's like, you know, dealing with the hot exposure. Um, so that's one thing that I love to do in the winter. The next one that I wrote down is FaceTime my family two times a week. Now, I'm someone that like calls my mom every other day, but that's just like my relationship with my mom and family stuff is tough. 
But I think especially in the winter, like Emma said, if you are sitting, and this I guess could be FaceTime your friends too, but if you're sitting in your house after the sun is set at like measly 4.30 p.m. and you're not going to go to bed till like 10, that is a lot of time to like sit and doom scroll and spiral. And I find myself getting in like really bad like loops like that. And so I think having like set moments of like, I'm going to call this person or FaceTime this person or even just like text this one person that I've been thinking about to make a plan. I think that's a really good way to stay healthy and just have stuff to look forward to. I think since my dad's past. I've talked about this a little bit, but having something that is controlled is something that's been like really helpful for me. So having things on the calendar that I can physically like touch and feel like, okay, these plans are going to happen when I feel like I don't have a con- lot of control over stuff in my life. Um, I think that's especially important in the winter because it's a lot easier to self-isolate when it's cold outside. And so just just get ahead of it starting now. Think of people and friends and fam and stuff like that. Yeah, a few of my kind of go-to or must-haves for the winter. I definitely come from a family where we suffer from eczema, just dry skin as it is. So I definitely, definitely recommend just like having a good body lotion or buffing bar since I also swim. um, That just automatically dries my skin out like crazy. Um, I just kind of use like CeraVe or whatever thick body lotion I can find, even Vaseline on like areas that are really, really cracked and dry. Uh, Kate and I were talking about this off pod, but I like the soft services buffing bar just because I think it really can help get that dead skin off your, off your body. And of course, if you have like real true eczema, I'm sure your dermatologist has like the best of the best recommendations, but yeah, just like that cold dry conditions can like easily just like snap all that moisture from your skin. So it's like just super important to moisturize. And that's like one thing that I am not very good when it comes to being consistent with, but that is something that I am going to try to do this winter because last winter I had like awful eczema patches and just like anyone who's experienced that it's just like no fun um Uniqlo heat tech is a must for me this is probably more relevant for girlies that live in like more urban metropolitan cities where you maybe don't need a car so like New York Boston etc but I just think like that's a really great thing to have in your closet and wardrobe just for like layering purposes just because I don't know, like I still want to like wear jeans and like a fun top and like that's not always going to keep you warm and like layers are just like kind of the way to go when it comes to navigating the city in the wintertime. Um, I also think that's like a really great stocking stuffer gift or if you're doing like a white elephant, like everyone loves just like a little heat tech turtleneck or long sleeve. So that is always in my closet. I need to do a little purchasing to uh, purchasing of that because a little a few of mine are old. Um, peppermint tea, Danny blend or bone broth. I love any warm beverage in the winter, just like anyone else. And I have recently rediscovered that I love peppermint tea. I was really into like Bengal spice and anything with like cinnamon notes. Um, but I bought peppermint tea a few weeks ago because my stomach was like in the need of it. And yeah, it's like very soothing. I feel like in the winter time, a little one routine that I really look forward to is just like having a cup of tea after dinner and before bed. It just really helps me kind of transition into like that wind down mindset. Um, And then just an easy soup recipe. I love soup and I think soup is a very convenient thing to make. It's really not that hard. You just throw a bunch of shit into a pot, let it boil and simmer. And then you have like food for the next three days. I really like chili. Um, There's a recipe that I make quite a bit in the wintertime. It's from the food blog, like eating bird food, I believe. And it's just like turkey chili, but I think it's like really great because you can freeze it. And I know for me in the wintertime, like after work, 
the last thing I sometimes want to do is like cook and prep stuff just because commuting in the cold is just like very taxing and draining. And when it's like dark, by the time you're leaving work, you're just like not motivated, or at least I'm not. Cause like, that's just how I react to daylight savings. Um, but yeah, find like a good soup recipe, make that like on a Sunday night. And then you have like meals throughout the rest of the week. I'm definitely curious of what other people's go-to soups are. I saw this one on TikTok the other day where it's like, a roasted squash and feta soup. So you just like roast like butternut squash and like feta in the oven. And then you transfer it to a blender and you also roast garlic and then you just like blend it all together. And I just think that would be like really yummy, comforting and delicious. So I might make that, but I'm gonna have to scroll through Geneva to see what everyone else is making. Yeah, I love a chili idea. Last winter, my whole identity for a little bit was making bone broth from scratch, which will be something that I'll continue to do. Um, but I got my nice like Le Creuset stock pot. So I definitely feel some soups um, in the works for me. Back to my sad walking at night. Um, I think everyone should get a really nice trench coat. Now, this might be like just more related to like my fashion inclinations or anything, but I think that trench coats are like the best thing you can have, specifically in like a city like New York. Um, if you're going to the gym, you can throw it over your leggings and short and uh, shoes and shit, and still feel like you're put together. If you're going to the office, whatever. Um, I personally get all my trench coats vintage, um, which can kind of be hard based on where you live. I don't really do a lot of like thrift shopping in New York, but if you want to go on like Etsy and eBay and stuff, some really good brands to look for are London Fog. And I also have another one by Ellen Tracy. So do some searching because I think they're very chic and good for your sad walks at night. Like Emma said, layering is really important. Her and I both know how to deal with cold and winter. And I think it's funny whenever I meet people, not funny, but just interesting to hear from people that have never experienced cold climates, not know about like layering. Um, And so when it comes to running layering, I'll make a separate video about this, but it's really important to not wear cotton when you're running outside because cotton collects water. And so you are going to sweat and then it's going to sit on your body. If you get something like a dry fit material, that's something that's not going, it's going to be more moisture wicking. And so you're not going to feel as cold. So that would be one thing to invest in for the winter. I would get like two like long sleeve, like thin slate shirts. They don't have to be anything fancy, but um, even if you go to like Dick's Sporting Goods or Target or anything like that, and then maybe a pair of small gloves, like Emma said with the over the ear headphones, like as soon as my hands get cold, I become a bitch. So that's like a thing that I have to avoid. Like if my hands or my toes or my ears get cold. Um, and then my food of the winter has definitely been oatmeal and potatoes, you know, just going back to the the basics here. But I've been thinking about dessert potatoes. I really haven't made one. I've just been eating like sweet potatoes with ghee. Um, if you don't know what a dessert potato is, welcome to the podcast. You've got some catching up to do. No, I'm kidding. You're welcome here. But um, eating p- sweet potatoes, Japanese sweet potatoes in a sweet way versus a savory way. Um, Emma and I, I feel like we've done a full fucking episode on that, which is crazy. This but... might be the year that we bring them back. I've also yeah. been kind of craving, I've been really loving peanut butter recently. And I'm like, mm, the combination of that with a potato and some dark chocolate that yeah, might, that might match. be coming into the work soon. No, but like Emma, like Emma said, I think I've been lazy at points and just eating the same things. And I think when you're eating something like potatoes or oats, they're fairly neutral. And then you can just like switch up the toppings. Um, I totally forgot about like things like pistachios and like cherries and stuff. So 
I'm excited to get into all that in the winter. And then my last point is to take on hobbies and projects. I'm someone that a lot of my days, and I feel like a lot of people, once you enter adult life, every day kind of feels the same. And so I think if there's like a project or a hobby that you can work on at night when you like get home from work and you don't want to just like sit on your phone on TikTok like I do, um, it can be artistic projects. It can be like learning a language, learning an instrument. It can be knitting, sewing, reading that book that's been sitting on your shelf for three months. I'm shouting out myself on that one. But yeah, I think I'm going to get back into making collage work I grabbed a bunch of shit from my dad's um, kind of belongings we were going through and I feel like inspired to go through that at some point whenever I'm ready to but I think hobbies are a good way to fill the void in the, the winter time I completely agree I was making jewelry a lot during the pandemic and I'm like that is like a really fun mm. evening activity to do and it's just like when you also don't want to go outside and like bar hop with friends, like yeah. just have friends over, have a collage night or like a jewelry making night and like have some wine, order some pizza or like, you know, take out food, make pasta and just like sit on the floor. I think that's like a really fun way to still have some sort of social life, but not have to like suffer in the cold at night. Cause like no one loves that. Like there's nothing worse than like when I, whenever I'm like on my sad little walks in the evenings and I like see girls like going down there, like in their like short skirts and everything. I'm like, I am so happy that's not me because that's got to be like so unbearable and like so uncomfortable, but you know, to each their own. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any fall or winter must haves, definitely let us know. Um, we love to hear what everyone's essentials are. Yeah. Um, the last point of the pod is living in New York city and wellness. So someone sent us a DM just kind of asking like, how has living in New York city shaped both of your perception of like what health and wellness is? What has it taught you? What do you think like the pros and cons to being here are? So I fleshed out some of my pros and cons. Emma can add hers as well. Um, and I've, you know, we've both lived here for like six years. So that's kind of our personal experience on it. I think the main pro of living in New York city from a wellness and longevity perspective is that you can walk everywhere um walkable cities are huge for longevity and health as we know about like the importance of like daily movement and not just like um specifically exercising throughout the day and how good that is for lifespan reducing disease and death so i think that's beneficial um you also kind of have to carry your groceries everywhere and just do a lot of like odd schlepping we shall say carrying multiple bags um i think it just improves your strength in certain ways up and down this the train or the the stairs to get on the subway and stuff like that and just like stairs generally in new york city um i think it like creates strength in your body in different ways um when it comes to a more like wellness commercial perspective you're gonna have access to so many different like workout classes and spas and treatments here and addition to that like so many holistic practitioners so many doctors so many different ways of seeing the world there's so many different like ways you can get healing here so I think that's super beneficial and then another point that I want to add um this isn't like we'll get into the cons in a little bit but this is just kind of a more of an insight than a pro I guess but there's so many opportunities to get discounts on stuff when it comes to the health and wellness space. Um, class pass is a way to save money, but student discounts are really big when it comes to workout classes. And I think there's a lot of like untapped kind of like suspect things that people don't know about because I think the companies honestly don't want to be that transparent about it. And then also if you work at a fitness studio, you get free classes. So I have probably 20 plus friends that are front desk people at Solid Core, at SoulCycle, at Barry's. And that'll get you free workout classes whenever you want. And another sort of um, secret that I'll let out is that if you work at different retail spots, you also can get free workout classes. If you're a fitness instructor, you can get discounts on apparel. You can 
can get discounts on spa treatments. You can get discounts on workout classes. So if you are following fitness instructors on your Instagram, they are probably getting every single workout class for free. If you're following someone that works front desk somewhere, they're probably getting everything for free. And so I think my first con that I have when it comes to health and wellness in New York City is that it becomes crazy in terms of comparison because there just is so much access to so many different health and wellness oriented things. There's crazy expensive classes. Like I mentioned before, it is not atypical for a workout class to be $40 and there to be like $20 cancellation fees. Um, There's also going to be so many treatments and all just like the buzz that you see about health and wellness. If you wanted to go do one of those like buzzy treatments, you probably can do it in New York City. And so I think it gets super overwhelming and you feel like a shithead of a person if you're not going out to all these fancy little things. But I think there's like this very interesting hidden walls that sort of happens with the health and wellness industry where like a lot of people are getting stuff for free as I mentioned there's a lot of gifting in terms of like Nike shoes workout classes PR opportunities that you're seeing from your favorite influencers Um, and so that sort of puts in perspective like who can afford to go live these lifestyles this is something I often think about as someone who does work a freelance lifestyle like training for a marathon was literally so easy for me because I don't have a nine to five job. It would be a very different story if I had to clock into a physical office at nine every single day. And that's not to say thousands of people don't run marathons every year with jobs, but I just think that's a good perspective piece to have when you're following specifically like a fitness creator, because like most of us are our own bosses. Most of us are getting invited to go to workout classes. And so I think that's something to just keep in perspective of like what you're watching when it comes to like treatments. I think my biggest like Midwest moment when I moved here is like, oh my God, everyone gets lip filler at age 20. Like that's just something that it doesn't happen in the Midwest. I know people get a shit ton of spray tans in the Midwest, but there's so many like hidden treatments that people get that I never kind of considered before moving here. So yes, definitely all of that stuff is real as well. Um, another con is that really, really rich people live here. Like the people that live in the Soho apartments and the Tribeca lofts, those people are making a lot of money a year. They have net worths in the millions and billions. So to compare yourself as like a 23 year old or a 24 year old or whatever to those people, like, yes, you're not going to be able to afford their lifestyle. And I think with social media, we have so much access in ways that we didn't before. And so I think the whole wellness industry just like focuses on all of the rich people going against getting their fancy treatments. Um, When it comes to groceries and sort of food and farmer's markets, like obviously eating out here is fairly expensive, but farmer's markets are really expensive here too. I know in some cities and towns and communities, farmer's markets tend to be like more affordable than going to a grocery store because the idea is that, you know, you want the community to go there and support it and the farmers are subsidized, but here it's fairly expensive and competitive to like, be a farmer at these farm stands and it's just expensive to get all of your produce done locally like I wish I could get all my produce locally I bought a bunch of carrots from the farmer's market and I've been obsessed with them because they're like the best carrots I have truly ever eaten but I could not afford to go to the farmer's market every single day and also adding to that like food apartheid exists in New York City there are entire pockets and neighborhoods that do not have access to grocery stores and then there's certain pockets that have a grocery store every two feet um, so it's really easy to see class divide, socioeconomic divide in New York City when it comes to health and wellness. And then in the background of all of this, environmental pollution. 
So regardless of how many of Gwyneth Paltrow's fucking serums you put on your face while living in New York City, you are exposed to so many pollutants when it comes to stepping on the subway every day, all of the smog, all of the trash, all of the garbage. And that's not to fear monger because I love New York City and I don't think I could see myself living anywhere else. Um, But that's just to say, like, you can't clean your way, like clean beauty your way out of the fact that like we live in society and we have environmental pollutions and it doesn't fall equally on everyone. Obviously, people are going to be more affected based on race and class. Um, But I think a lot of people in wellness don't really think about uh, systems. They're not like big systems thinkers. It's very um, individualistic in the United States. So that's just something to call out. And then I think another con is that a lot of people are very busy and in a rush. And we've talked about this in podcasts before, but like eating in environments that are very stressful is not good for your digestive system like to be eating all your meals on the go or like only having five minutes between a meeting or like when I worked retail I literally had a 15 minute lunch break um those things are not really good for your health as well but you can't really control them and I just think New York City has a lot of that and so my rounding out answer of the pros and cons of sort of like wellness in New York is that Real wellness is not about any of like the social signifiers that I mentioned earlier in this episode, but I think there's like a lens into New York to look at it as this like epicenter of wellness because a lot of rich people live here with disposable income. And maybe 10 years ago, they used to spend their money on designer clothes, which people still do, or hair appointments and stuff. But like since wellness has become a trend, since being in good health is now like a signifier that you're like a morally good person like rich people are getting all this like wellness shit done to them and so I think when people think of wellness they're probably thinking of someone in like an you know with an IV drip hooked up to them with Gwyneth Paltrow's like detox on them or something like that but we in reality we know that wellness is about community it's about finding modes of self care self care that exist outside of just consumerism and those things can exist anywhere and so that's not to say that like you have to move to new york to become a wellness person nor if you live in new york city like do you have a better chance at it like i suppose you have more access to like wellness stuff but like i said there's environmental pollution here there's food apartheid like there are many problems to living here too um So I don't know. I mean, I love living here. I know that there's like pollution everywhere, but like, what am I going to do? Like, this is the world we live in. Um, If anything, it makes me more motivated to care about like larger political systems than like just individualistic shit. But that's sort of my high low, I guess, on uh, living in New York wellness things. Yeah, I'll add a few things to kind of round that out. Um, Similarly to what Kate said, I definitely appreciate that New York City is a city that I can easily be active in. I love that I can walk everywhere. I bike a lot and just like commuting too. Like it's just nice that like I'm able to exert energy in the mornings while I work, go to work. And then like once I'm sitting down, I feel like I've accomplished so much by that point. Um, and yeah, like Kate said, there's so many benefits to being able to walk around and just like constantly getting to move your body. And I know like a lot of people that like live in an area where you do have to rely on a car, like a, that's like so expensive to have a car. So it's like nice that like public transportation is so accessible in the city for the most part, even though they are raising prices for the subway station, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and yeah, I just like know that like so many people wish that like they could be in a neighborhood or live in a city that was like walkable and they could like walk to get their groceries and like didn't have to rely on or on you know their own car so that's definitely like a pro and I think too like I've learned and have discovered so many new brands from living in New York City just because so many brands do typically launch in New York and there's so many you know small little independent you know grocery stores and health stores that carry kind of like 
all the buzzy brands that I had always like dreamed of when I was like just getting into health and wellness. And so having that access has been like really great, especially for someone who, you know, has CMOS Grillies and a platform with Kate where we're able to share different new products with you all. Cause I know you guys come to us kind of for knowing like what's trending in the space, but in terms of cons, like Kate said, it is so expensive. And with social media, it's really easy to think that like you have to be going to all the workout classes and need to have all of the new workout gear and like be taking like all these crazy different supplements. And for myself, truthfully, like I have gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm okay with like not being able to buy all of that. Like I really don't take that many supplements anymore. Like I don't really buy organic groceries. I'm not going to all of the crazy workout classes. Like the place that I work out is just like some public space or like a public gym that, you know, is like very, very affordable. And like, it's intended for people in the community to work out and have access to a gym that like maybe wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise. And for me, like I really have shifted my focus on more of community in terms of like wellness and that can and cannot be easy to find in New York just because there is like such a competitive nature here, but there also is like workout classes and so many rent clubs that you can easily find community out there. And there are people that are very genuine about it. Um, And yeah, it's just like, it's very competitive out here. And I think a lot of people who do partake in wellness in the city specifically, definitely do it more from like a vanity standpoint and kind of like in a more self-obsessive way to kind of like optimize their, you know, their features and to like, you know, come off as like looking as like young and pure and beautiful as possible. And that of course has a lot to do with just like the influences of like the modeling industry here and just like fashion in general. Um, But I think a lot of people kind of promote and partake in wellness in the city in ways that are yeah very self-obsessed versus like caring about your neighbor or just like the general community and good of the city so yeah there's like definitely pros and cons but of course like there's pros and cons everywhere and I'm sure there's like so many more issues related to health and wellness in LA or also a whole lot more pros um so yeah I think it's just you kind of just got to stay in your lane enjoy and partake in the things that are important to you, but also realizing that there is so much bullshit and you just kind of have to comb through all of that. Yeah. And I think New York, like overall, I can't speak to LA because I've never lived there, but New York is very much like you can make New York to be out to be what you want. Like Emma said, if you want to go put on a skirt and go to dinner on a Sunday night and like freeze your ass off with friends, like I've done that. It's fun. I've also sat in bed and just like done nothing. And so I think when it comes to wellness, there's opportunity to like really learn about it, really engage with new communities. Um, And that was a lot of the reason I think just generally I wanted to move to New York. Like there's more opportunity. There's probably tens of tens of run clubs. There's probably a few, a handful in Minnesota. So yeah, you know, life's what they make it, as Hannah Montana said um, in whatever fucking episode or movie, whatever that was. But yeah, New York is New York is fun. Um, I think that's all we got for this episode. How you feeling, dog? How's your Sunday night? You have any Sunday scaries for the upcoming week? No Sunday scaries. I am one that doesn't experience Sunday scaries, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, just because I know that can be a very real thing for other people. But I am just going to finish prepping my lunch for tomorrow. Um, finish my tea, maybe call my boyfriend and then head to bed because I've gone to bed very late these past few nights and I'm ready to be sleeping at nine. Yeah. Get your sleep on. Yeah. I signed up for a solid core class tomorrow morning, so I'll be preparing my abs for that uh, tomorrow morning. Um, And I think that's all that I got, but thank you. CMOS girlies. We'll do the gift guide episode in the next few weeks. Um, I think we'll plan to pod through the holidays. Maybe we'll take a week off here and there, but we should be able to provide y'all with some content, um, hopefully. So, 
But thanks for listening. We'll see you on the meme page and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.